to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. A reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review our show. I'm your host, William Liu. I'm Joe, my producer and co-host, Alex Wong, for a record-setting fourth straight day in studio. How are you doing, Alex? Oh, I'm doing great, man. I've been in the office all day, just, just waiting to come on the show with mm. you, you know, so really excited. TGIF to you, Will. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a lie, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're here. Which for, part of the TGIF? Uh, actually, no, that's the part that's truthful. But oh, okay. listen, it's uh, it's Friday, which means, you know, we're bringing back a popular segment that we did last season, which was to do Twitter questions. Um, you know, we, I think, especially in the summertime, we really relied on fan engagement um, mm. and feedback to sort of make up some content. Um one, the season was quite quiet, and I think we got a lot of good feedback on that front. And yeah, it's just a it's just a good way to to stay connected to the fan base. So. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it also helps fuel our ego. Um, oh, and, and okay, things like that, that's which, less important, you know, which I think is is pretty important to you as well. I mean, um, this as, is most of my life as your head continues to get bigger, um, you know, literally, figuratively. Okay, but yeah, yeah, Twitter questions on on Friday. So uh, general rule is two. Basketball questions? Yes. And then one non-basketball question. Otherwise known as two Will questions, one Alex question. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And also, we're going to have a banter pod. We're recording a banter pod later today. So, you know, we're going to try to get to most of the questions. Obviously, not going to get to all of them. But, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll try our best over our, our two shows. So, subscribe to the podcast. So, first question. Would it make sense to have Freddie come off the bench and play the Ginobili role for us? Stabilize the second unit and can finish the game with Pascal because that 4-1 pick and roll is deadly in the crunch. Okay, so um, this has been like the major point of conversation, I would say. Uh, even though the Raptors have won the last two games pretty handedly, I think people have been curious about why that's you know happened, especially in Fred's absence. Um, I think the, the topic of Fred's usage has been just like um, a big topic all year. And when you look at it, his usage has gone down, like his on-court usage. I mean, the th- the fact is that he's still playing 38 minutes a game. <laughs> right. um, so that's obviously ha- has to come lower. But at the same time, his actual usage from season to season, he's got like the biggest drop out of anybody in the NBA. Okay. Um, his usage uh, this year, in terms of the share of possessions he's using, is at 16% for Fred VanVleet. Um, he, he's... I think that's the part where for people need to really understand like the sacrifice that he's making. Last year, he was at 23.7%. The year before that, 239 21.7%. 16.0% is lower than his usage ever. Even as a rookie, he was using 20%. Now, of course, that's like he played a lot fewer minutes. But ultimately, the, the idea is that he's already sort of cutting down. I think the pe- what people want to see is sort of just like the bigger lineups deployed more often, which I think that uh, I think Nick agrees. I think he's going to use that regardless of what sort of what happens. But my question is not necessarily what's going to be the best case scenario for bringing Fred off the bench, because I think, number one, he doesn't deserve that. Number two, that's not best for the team. (laughs) How are we having this conversation just because he missed, like, two, three games? We have to find issues to talk about. Not not us, but I think the the fan base. How's how's Fred suddenly, like, the most underappreciated player on this roster? Uh, He's he's been that, like, literally ever since he joined the team. And why can't we find the middle? Like, haven't we talked about all season starting, you know, in training camp about lowering Fred's minutes, right? Yes. So if you are able to find these lineups without Fred, the bigger lineups to use, 
isn't that the pathway for him to finally average his 32, 33 minutes? Well, I mean, I think that's that's the question for Nick. And I think that uh, when Fred is healthy and available, it seems like Nick turns them as much as possible. Yeah. Um, but I think that what the last two games have shown, and not even just two games, we saw it at parts last season. We saw it in the playoffs. I think games four and five, he didn't play, and six. Um, and obviously the Raptors were able to win games four and five against the Sixers in that series. So like there, there are actual tangible benefits, and I actually want to have a conversation about sort of what are the benefits. But um, yeah, ultimately, you're probably not, you're not going to bench him, man. I mean, like he's coming into a, essentially a contract year. He's got a player option end of the season. He's going to turn that down. He's, he's a the starting point guard of this team. He was an all-star last year. How are we sending Fred to the bench? Well, because like, pe- people like the, people okay. are liking, well, number two things. Number one, there's a, a big section of the fandom that is like player-focused fandom, not Raptor-focused fandom. Sure. Um, and so a lot of people really just want to see Scotty do really well. They want to even see Pascal do really well. What they want to do is cut out one of the players so that they get more touches. Right, that's one portion of it. Yeah. Another portion of it is some people genuinely believe that there's a team benefit to having less usage for Fred. That one I think is probably um, more debatable, but also at the same time, like we, can we not forget the fact that before that last game that Fred played against Tyrese, where like he looked just horrible, mm-hmm. and then has been out for two games since with lower back stiffness. Like, I'm not going to say you just cut out that game entirely because, you know, if you're playing on the court, you're ultimately healthy. But at the same time, before that, his true shooting was like 62%. His, he, he was getting a lot of deflections. He was making a lot of great contributions. He was scoring a ton in the clutch. He was giving the ball to other people. Like, I I, I think there's a healthy balance to be to be struck. No, and I don't I, think it means bringing him off the bench, by No, the way. it doesn't. No, this is ridiculous. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Because b- before the Philly game, when we hear talking about how Fred and Pascal are the most reliable players. Yes, absolutely. Especially in the fourth quarter of closed games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they're saying the Ginobili role includes him coming in and closing games. Nah, man, we're not sending Fred to the bench. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Just, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. Why okay, you pick all this right. question first? Um, <laughs> that, I don't know. You chose this question. Go ahead. Back to me producing. Um, Christian Coloco as a starting center feels very beneficial, mm-hmm. as does Scotty Barnes as a point guard. Is Nick Nurse facing a difficult decision with the starting lineup, or are we all overreacting to a two-game sample? Uh, quite possibly you're overreacting to two-game sample because, again, it's what, – what is a two-game sample in the first place? But I think um, – okay, so Coloco in the starting lineup um, does bring some benefits, right? I think he contests shots just like every single shot. Um, he is going to help you on the glass. He is probably your best big man screener. I actually would say the best screener on the Raptors is actually Fred. The Fred, Pascal, pick and rolls are pretty good, uh, the inverted ones. Um but, yeah, I, I think, of course, you got some shot blocking as well. Um, you know, I, I think the, the bigger thing is just, like, what are we ultimately trying to accomplish with the starting group? Mm-hmm. Um, are we trying to make sure everybody who is – are we trying to try to start the best five players and try to make those five players happy? Uh, or are we necessarily trying to play the very, very best lineup to win the first six minutes of the first and the third quarter? Yeah, who, so who would be your best lineup? That's, yeah, who, and I think probably, honestly, they, they probably tilt more towards uh, the former in terms of just starting their, the five best players. Nick okay. has been asked about this repeatedly. His answer essentially is, um, I'm going to start with these guys. If they don't play well, we'll make early subs. And if you look at the overall numbers, whether that's last season with the starting group and now this season early on, the numbers are not that strong. They're like at best like average in terms of net rating, right? So... That's where, for the team, they probably need to think about what's making it so that it's average two years in a row, where they're giving up sort of opportunities, 
Uh, is it sort of a flow type of deal or is it kind of just like a actual structural fit? My my The way I lean is it's more of a uh, flow kind of um, issue because I think at the start of games, when you have five guys who all essentially can get their own shot and kind of want to score, they all kind of take turns at the start of the game, see who's got it going, and then sort of start to play from there. Because look, when the game is tight, the Raptors ultimately close with their starting lineup. And actually, the Raptors in close games have done quite well this season. So to me, I like the group closing games once they figure out sort of who's got it on which given night. But I think at the start of games, when they try to, you know, doing a my turn, your turn thing, it doesn't flow in the same way. And so therefore, the ultimate net rating of the group is not that great. I don't think Coloco is closing that many games, quite honestly. If the game is close tonight, which it probably should be against the Mavericks, um, you know, I, I'll, I'll be very curious to see if Nick ultimately leaves him in or not, because I think Luka will hunt him like, like for six straight fouls. Um, but I'm serious. We're getting, oh, actually, Ken Birch is out tonight. I was going to say we're getting Ken Birch six fouls in four minutes. Uh, no, not, not, not tonight. Yeah. So, okay. But yeah, I mean, that, that's where we are with the starting group. I don't even think that that's big of an issue. And I think that like, this is a very good problem to have. Um, but I think more than anything else, the big conclusion should be that Nick doesn't have to play Fred 38 minutes. Yeah. There's another way they can play that keeps them successful. Yeah. I just, I just can't believe we're going from, you know, playing Fred 38 minutes to, People wanting Fred to come off the bench. Well, I mean, when you win the last two games by like a combined sixty points, the number one thing you got to do is is trade your point guard. So if <laughs> so if they lose to Dallas tonight, it'll be Fred's fault if if he comes back. Well, he's questionable. Yeah. So, yeah. but that's how it works, right? All right. All right. Non basketball question. All right. What is the goat food court restaurant? Will <laughs> what what a transition? <laughs> what is the goat food court? Okay, so. Define food court. Does it have to be like within the building? If you've ever seen it in the food court. It's a food court restaurant. I, I mean, look, my, my question to this, because like for a lot of parts of Toronto, yeah. outside of the downtown core, sure, the food court is like a strip mall, essentially. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's just say... Like, like is Bamberg Circle a food court? No. Not really. That's a I plaza. Would. Okay, okay. So yeah. no plazas. Think like indoor food, food courts. Like mall man, food courts. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is not a controversial decision for me. Eaton Center has a really good food court, man. Yeah, but what's like the restaurant in there that you like? Shanghai 360, obviously. You know what I mean? What do you mean, obviously? I've never heard of that place. Well, you, no, it's, it's pretty great, man. I was there okay. uh, before the Vex party this weekend. Oh, okay. I, had, I ate my meal in five minutes because I was afraid to ruin the surprise, and then we waited <laughs> You know they serve later. food at birthday parties, right? <laughs> I, I mean... It's, it's all I'm saying. I didn't want a cold samosa. You know, shout out to Manchu Walk. Uh, I wasn't feeling that well yesterday, though, after eating that. I so. mean... It's one of those experiences, you Listen, know. Man. You know, back in the day, New York fries was my favorite, but I think I New York fries. That, New man. York fries has fall. I don't know if it's falling. It's off, just fries. But, yeah, but it's good fries. You oh, don't okay. like, you don't like fries. They have poutine as well. Yeah, Hot dogs. obviously, New York is known for poutine for yeah. sure. But yeah. honestly, instead of a food court, I just like to get a street dog. You know, oh, it's man. hard for me to say no when I see a hot dog truck on, on the street. Oh know? man. That's my kryptonite. You know what? It's actually a good thing that there's not one in the... Uh, oh, man. The, Can we bring one to 1OMP right here in the lobby? That'd be amazing. Yeah. By the way, the O in the O in OMP is one. So you don't have to say one. One oh, Mount Pleasant. right, right, right. right. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Just been in the office all day. I'm, I'm dazed right now. Yeah. So back to basketball. Which team do you mm. think poses the biggest threat for the Raptors in terms of coming out of the East? Yeah, so I think the top four, based on the first, like, two, three weeks that have been played so far, the top four for me in the Eastern Conference um, are... Uh, Brooklyn. Milwaukee. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Boston. Yeah. 
the Nets? Toronto, oh, okay. and Cleveland. Oh, okay. I think, yeah. This is- Man, Cleveland's been a nice early season surprise. Cleveland has been a very nice early season surprise. The only loss they had was against the Raptors. Um, and Garland was out of that game. Although, by the way, Garland was playing horrible in that game, yeah, man, before that, the eye poke. So it wasn't was, like, oh, man. That was also a toss-up game. Like, the Raptors. That was a toss-up game. The, the Raptors executed down the stretch, came back in the fourth. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly, right? Um, by the way, Fred made some big plays in that one. Uh, I don't know if he got credit yeah, for that. Yeah, I'm aware Fred is I guess, an I guess all- it's a little di- I'm aware Fred is an all-star <laughs> I guess it's a little different when you beat a Starting Trey point Jones. guard of the Toronto Raptors. I'm well aware of what know, Fred man. brings to the table. I don't know. Could, could could the Raptors have beaten Kata Bates' job? Who? Um, <laughs> no, he, no, Kata Bates' job is playing for the wrong Spurs, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I heard that joke. That guy should be on Tottenham. Yeah, best right. threats in the East. Well, I think I think Milwaukee, to me, is clearly the best team in the yeah. East right now. By the way, and, you see Milwaukee. Uh, I saw a piece uh, from um, Eric Nem. Yep. The beat reporter. I think the only beat reporter from Milwaukee. No, I can't, they got no, honestly, I can't Come on, name another one. Matt Velasquez, maybe. Is he still doing it? But um You're so telling he, us he, if we he, cover the Bucks, we'd get an interview of the century with Javon Carter every week. I mean, probably. He'd probably do the show. He'd probably be the co-host. Um there's not a lot <laughs> to do. Javon Carter Tuesdays. Javon. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. So but the he Bucks are crashing the glass a lot more this year. Okay. They're imposing their size advantage. They have Brooke Lopez back to pretty much full health. Chris Middleton's still defense out. Defense is pretty strong. Then obviously Chris Middleton's still yeah. out. Yeah, we know that they're the best team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Like the last time they were healthy, they won the championship. And mm-hmm. then the next time after that, they pushed the Celtics to game seven. The only thing with me with the, the Bucks that really makes me feel good is the fact that with their coaching, I just feel like that's the team that should be able to play so many different styles. Mm. You know, like the, the the season the Raptors won the championship, they had obviously all the talent in the world to do it, but they're also able to play so many different styles. How they played against um, the Sixers was not how they played against Milwaukee. It's not how they played against Golden State. They had the flexibility in the coaching to use the the talent available in a whole different kind of ways. Whenever I play the Bucks, I'm just like, okay, the Bucks are going to try to like hit me over the head with their like usual strategy of let's sit in the paint, Block off everything in the paint, and then Giannis is going to run downhill at me full speed. <laughs> and that's like their 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 go to strategy, and they're just going to like hit you with the like it's like playing as Mariano Rivera, man. He's throwing that cutter every single time. Man. <laughs> Stop referencing. But I, I want to see a changeup. I want to see a curveball. Name, name four relievers. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> Dead or alive. Romano. This guy always uses Mar- and then he's like Kikuchi. You know, when the Raptors had Fred and Kyle, it was like when the New York Giants had the two running backs, and oh, it was no, thunder it was and lightning. It was three earth, wind, and fire, baby. Oh, oh, come God. on, man! They beat the Patriots that year. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but I see your point. So yeah, you're, you're saying no? There's you know, not a flexibility in that. There's not a creativity in that roster still. But I, they have the best fastball yeah. in the league. Like it, 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 again, going back to the baseball yes. analogy, the Bucks throw 105. They have Shaq. Yeah, basically, they yeah. have Shaq when well, it I mean, comes like down they to have it. a more versatile version of Shaq. Yes. Like you could use Giannis in a whole bunch of different ways, which is even scarier. They're the best team. I don't, I don't think I have yeah. too much concerns about that. Boston, yeah. once they get uh, Robert Williams back, we know exactly what they can do. Yeah, Boston, obviously Tatum and Brown are really good. Boston will just, be in the mix. They will be in the mix as much as we like to hate. Affected by the coaching that much either. Like it was like, oh, Emay's gone. Will someone be there to yell at them? They're like, um, turns out they're just good players. They don't need people to yell at them all yeah. the time. It's early. We'll see. Um. And then Cleveland, yeah, Cleveland's been really strong. I, I think um, I think the fit between the two guards in the backcourt, I still want to see more games of it. But mm-hmm. the one game they were able to actually play together fully, they played spectacularly. So I think with the Cavs, they still have one more move to make as well. If they can get themselves like an OG type of player to play three for them, that's terrifying to me. 
Right now, that three position is still questionable. But, I mean, obviously, they have great rim protection between those two bigs. And then Mitchell is playing out of his mind. So that's a scary team to me. And they have, like, some decent depth off the bench. Shout out Dean Wade. I know your favorite player. I love Dean Wade, man. GZ yeah. um, pay LeBron and pay Dean Wade. So, <laughs> yeah, right. no, you got to give respect to the Cavs, man. I think there's a lot of talk about them coming into the season. You know, apparently Evan Mobley was deep in his bag in the gym, and obviously they acquired Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I mean Evan Mobley, he's 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 like he's a he's a catch and finish kind of guy. <laughs> two impressive, two impressive wins over Boston, too, both in overtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I saw Jeff Doughton beat cost, Boston cost me in a, overtime. Cost <laughs> twice. Me a, cost me a little money there. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, I, I think if you're if you're a Raptors fan and you're looking at the East, you know, I think you know Philadelphia obviously with James Harden's injury. And then they've started four and man, five. I feel like it just doesn't impress me, man. They don't. My, they don't impress Miami, me. They look Miami really old. They look really slow. Um, they play slow. And also, like... Over me? Yeah, no, seriously. I, I, their, depth, their depth doesn't look that much better, man. No. This... I think that was the whole argument. It was like, whoa, look at look at what they brought to the depth. Whoa, DeAnthony Melton. This I mean, all I, I heard Melton all did play against, well against the Raptors twice, but okay, ultimately, but like, these still. are not game changers. Daniel yeah. House is not a game changer. Plus, they lost two second rounders for pursuing Daniel House and P.J. Yo, Tucker. Can we talk Why? about that? Why? Yo, first off, I wouldn't even trade two second rounders for those guys. But second of all, you calling Daniel House early? Who was calling Daniel House? <laughs> Who? Darryl Moore, you had to like, how do you have to tamper for Daniel tour, House? His realtor was calling him. Damn, because he's yeah. a house? Is that, is, that, is that the joke you're making? I don't know. I don't know, man. Anyway, so Darren Moore, don't lose up. the picks on that. I think, yeah, I mean, Yo, no, what I mean to say and is, and they're like, out of picks to sort of trade for the next move, you know? So. Yeah, no, they're all in, like our our man Keith Pompey said. The the one thing I I want to say too is just like I'm also looking at these content because like let's say you're top four in the conference, you're probably gonna make a win now move at the trade deadline. So who actually has the capacity to do that? Boston, less so. They kind of already made their moves, right? They made their trade deadline move in, in Malcolm Brogdon, like at the during the offseason. They also got Gallinari, who obviously isn't playing. I don't know for the whole year or not, but he's he's injury prone. Um, yeah, Shouts to Joe Cash. Cleveland, I think they can still make one move. They can still shuffle around some of the contracts they have on their roster. Trader. Toronto too, man. And then Toronto. Toronto has the most like actual asset uh, asset liquidity out of all the teams. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Disgusting phrase. I sound like Daryl Morey. <laughs> I was just, asset liquidity. These I are was, human beings, man. I was just gonna say, if you're a Raptors fan and you want to see the Raptors finish in the top four. I think that's a realistic goal for them. Yeah, uh, I really yeah. think so. Uh, you know, it's very early. We got to say this, you know, all this week, all next week, all next month. But you see how the teams have played so far and the disappointments and the early surprises. I think Toronto's right there. I think Toronto's right there in terms yeah. of competing for a top four seed. I agree with you, man, especially with Pascal playing at this level. Because that was the one thing that the Raptors were missing is someone who's playing that, like, superstar role. Pascal so far playing that superstar role, man. So all everyone else can sort of just slide in behind them. Yeah. Calling an audible here. Next basketball question. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, I thought uh, you know, no Alex question? Related to... Oh, yeah. We'll hop back to that. Okay, okay. Because that was only one question. Best oh, threats was... in the East. Yeah. Because right, you love talking hoops. Okay. Speaking of the Raptors being able to make a trade mm. this season. So lots of questions about Kevin Durant. Yes. Uh, if Kevin Durant becomes available again, would you still include... OG in the trade package, or is his elite defense too important for this Raptors team? Also, you think Masai and Bobby will avoid players like KD, even if the price is not that big because they're unstable? Okay. First of all, all right, first, first of all, all, the last part, okay? Number, okay, two, two points on that. Number one, they brought in the most unstable superstar ever, 
coming off playing nine games with the San Antonio Spurs, one month, one year ahead uh, to free agency, and won a championship. Can, can we not call people that we don't know personally unstable? Yes. It's just and a really rude thing. Listen, to do, you know man. what's Come unstable? On. The Brooklyn Nets organization. The whole situation well, I mean, is unstable right well, now. Well, you also don't know if KD will ask for a trade. But KD, I, I get what they're trying to say, but it's just, yeah. KD is just a regular hooper who just wants to play ball. <laughs> And You're right, actually. You know, un- KD's very likely to show up at, 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 at where we play the, the Tuesday run. <laughs> he, no, if we called out KD, no, KD uh, on Twitter, Brandon? he would show up. Brandon's better than you, And bro. you would foul him. Um, I would definitely foul <laughs> KD. Are you kidding me? You can't handle Trevor in the post. Trevor Gibbon with the up thing? KD, I, I don't even see KD as like a distraction. Of I mean, guy. it's a distraction, bro. How, though? I mean, I'm happy to distract my way to a championship. Yeah, fair enough. Fair That's enough. what Kawhi did, too. I mean, no? that was, was, you're right. Kawhi's thing was a distraction, too. Remember when we have people talking about load management and all this other stuff? Did like, we forget how miserable the regular season experience kind it of was? It wasn't, man. I was having a great time the whole time. The Raptors won Kyle was doing games. interviews with ESPN being like, yeah, I'm not talking to Masai. Uh, you know, I support Kyle being that loyal <laughs> the, to DeMar. The locker room um, wasn't a great vibe at the start of that season. Wow. I'm just saying. I wouldn't know now. I don't have access. Yeah, damn. But anyways, if Ooh. KD becomes available again, would you include OG in the package? Would I include OG in the package for Kevin Durant? Is Are you serious to ask me this? I'm just reading questions. Yes. Yes. What I else do you want? Show Sam and can I Can I offer you anything else in this trade? No, I think, okay, here's the thing. Here's the Masai thing. is going to be like, yes, and. <laughs> no, here's the thing. I think yeah. when you're looking at Raptors players, and I get it, man, like, especially when you're Raptors fans, you're looking through everything through the lens of the Raptors, right? But I think when you when you're looking at making a trade for Kevin Durant, which setting aside all the situation in, in Brooklyn, like you got to mm-hmm. consider this is Kevin Durant. Oh, okay, all right. Like no, like this is Kevin Durant. So like, you can't let like one or two games of performance of like OG or if OG is you know the best defender in the league. Bro, OG can get ten steals tonight against Luka Doncic, all four dunks, and I will let, trade him for Kevin Durant. You can't Durant. let that you, affect. You can't let that affect how you feel about whether yeah. you you would trade for KD or not. <sighs> okay, first off, that's a moot discussion because the, the Nets are, number one, they're not trading Kevin Durant this season because they're clearly going to go through it with this season. If they're not pulling the plug on this year after being 2-6 and six uh-uh. and springing Ime Udoka mm. and then also letting Kyrie just do his thing until they finally have to suspend him, nah. they're not pulling the plug on this season. No, you're they're saying, riding this You're out. saying something real definitive about the Brooklyn Nets for the rest of the season, and I think you shouldn't do that. Okay, you know what? That's fair, but it's are, very clear to me changing. that there is no, like, they, they, they've gone past the... The turnaround point. They just got to ride this thing out no matter what. what and shock, literally no matter would what. Would it shock you if they hired Ime Udoka and after a month they fired him and then they <laughs> waved Kyrie Irving on the same day they oh, traded Kevin Durant God. to Toronto? Like, would you actually be shocked? I would be pretty shocked, yeah. Okay. I would be pretty shocked. I guess you haven't been shocked at anything that's happened with the No, Nets no, no. I, I am shocked. I just want to I just I want to be perpetually shocked by this team. Okay, number two, you're not getting in for OG, man. Even if KD was available again, it's not just you'd be like OG plus Kem plus Dad. For KD. I wonder if they revisit the Phoenix talks again. Sure. When DeAndre yeah, yeah, yeah. Ayton yeah. uh, is available to be traded later on in the season. Yes. Yeah. Right? So they have that option. Um, I think if the Raptors were to throw out a competitive offer, like, okay, so first off, like, in the offseason, pretty sure the Raptors didn't discuss Pascal or, or Scotty. So it's like, okay, you're probably not going to get the trade done. Are they going to discuss Pascal or Scotty now? No. No. no so, I- all right. So then the discussion is over because you're not going to get the, the rest of the 
combination of your players for Kevin Durant is not going to happen. How about upping the draft compensation that goes their way? Bro, it doesn't matter what draft compensation is. <laughs> First off, I actually feel more comfortable with the draft compensation now than before in the summertime. So I'm looking at them taking Christian Cloco with the 33rd pick, and I'm like, yeah, if I have KD and, and Pascal, all I need is like three or four like role players around them to like, you know, serve their roles. And if they can get one at 33, then I'm pretty confident if we got to throw in some pick swaps. You know what I mean? Yeah, when I might not even have to swap that pick, but anyway. Um, also, are we are we just giving Sean Marks and Josiah too much credit, thinking that they're gonna ask for that much? I mean, uh, you're not dealing with the best uh, run I mean, front did, office here. Did, You know, you're right. Actually, they did trade James Harden for Ben Simmons. No, but this they is, also traded a lot of pieces for. By the way, at the start of this, if the Nets just kept, if they signed KD and Kyrie, and they still had Joe Harris, they still had Karis Levert, they Jared still had Allen. Jared Allen. I like that team a lot better than than what even the one with James Harden. Okay, I, at least I understand that move to some degree. Why'd you have to throw Jared Allen to that deal? It's not like by the way, if they had Jared Allen, you know how good that team would be. That team would be Cleveland right now with Kevin Durant. Way better than well, it'd be way better than Cleveland. So, um, but they had to bring DeAndre Jordan along. Yeah, but uh, no, am I am I, uh, going back to the question of like what 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 Bobby and Masai or I'm just saying, they avoid this. No, their you, job is to get the Kevin Durant to the world. You have you have Pascal playing at a top ten level, and then you have KD who is a top ten like. Mm-hmm. player in this generation top two player in this ten, top three player in this generation at worst yeah. lebron top 10 80, top Steph. 15 top 20 all time people put yeah. them in those conversations yes so if you can compare those two players together you should do it the question is really like do you give up scotty in that but i don't think they will no i, I think pascal and scotty are off the table I okay think the well, raptors then, clearly then will, the raptors are off the there. discussions then once I mean, again, listen, man, I could, again, do, be- don't, I could, I could don't. do Sean Marks' job if I if if, the, if if Masai or Bobby calls me and they're like, "Hey, OG plus Gary plus picks," I'm like, "No, don't overestimate the Nets front office." He's like, "No, I'd rather stick with my current situation. <laughs> I love my team. Just don't overestimate." I wonder if the if upping the draft picks that go the other way can can entice them. Again, this is all hypothetical. What do they want draft picks once for, again? Man? Because what else do they have? Yeah, they have nothing. Man. They actually need to just start rebuilding. <sighs> How many times have the Nets rebuilt in your lifetime? Well, I was thinking about this yesterday. I pulled up the Sports Illustrated cover when they had KG, Paul Pierce, Joe Johnson, oh. and Darren Williams. Okay, okay, yeah. And yeah. obviously that team beat the and Raptors. Lopez, come on. Yeah, in, in 2014. Andre Blatch. And that was considered a failure because they never got past the second round. That was considered a failure because they ultimately traded like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Yes, <laughs> yes. But somehow within the last 10 years, that's the second biggest disaster yes. in Brooklyn. That's true. This you're is right. incomparable. So you're saying Billy King better. Yo, remember when they signed Andrea Bargnani? <laughs> yeah, I, I recall. No, Bargnani played for both sides of the... Uh, Jeremy Lin was on the, Brooklyn too, remember? Of the Hudson is pretty amazing. No, but I'm, I've been thinking all week. I'm like, are we giving Sean Marks? Because like Sean Marks hasn't gotten a lot of criticism. Uh, under this entire situation. I mean, he got criticisms from Kevin Durant, but he was <laughs> like, yo, fire. I want my GM fired. But I'm starting to think, like, are we are we just giving Sean Marks in the front office too much credit here, huh. especially when it comes to KD trade talks? Like, why are we assuming that, you know, they will be asking for the highest package? Or that why are we assuming they're going to get a good trade out of this? No, I mean, anybody who has, and, and, like, yo, fantasy basketball GMs would say no to that trade. Raptor fans, please. If the discussion is, would you rather put, would you put Scotty in for KD? Because if it's not that, then you're not. It's not the deal's not happening. No, I think. KD, I, by the way, if the I, deal I does KD's happen, be here build the size statue, man. please. I mean, he, like build it like you know the CN, like put it right beside the CN Tower, man. You know, put it right beside and make it as tall as the CN Tower. As the man actually. who correctly predicts the Raptors score every game, I think KD's coming to the Raptors, man. Okay, what's the package then? 
I don't know. We got to take a break, so oh, we'll okay. save that. Wow, what a cop out. That's yeah. that's good. No, it's a good discussion, though. It's a good discussion. KD's always good discussion. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin Durant. Honestly, if you Thank came you, to the Raptor show, we, it would just be the Kevin Durant show. All right, <laughs> we're gonna take a break. As Alex said, I'm your host Wolu, and now you're listening to the Raptor show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Jeez. Have you checked out Bet Rivers yet? Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Get in the action this basketball season with thousands of betting options. Plus, don't forget about Bet Rivers Sportsbook award winning customer service. It's a whole new game with Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook. Must be 19 plus, available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Smart takes on the biggest stories in sports. The Fan Drive Time with Ben Ennis. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. To the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, Wolu, joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong. As we do every Friday, we'd like to give thanks to everyone who makes the show possible. So, Alex, go ahead. Just want to give a quick shout-out. Number one producer, Derek Brandejo. Mm. Appreciate you, as always. Nice. Jennifer Rolnick behind the scenes. And also, we got a shout-out Frank, too. Frank has been helping That's right. Jennifer Rolnick with, with the YouTube. Elite hair. Stream. Elite hair. I wish you could see. Welcome to the family. Yeah. We we say whatever on air. So, Frank, if you know, don't want us to mention you, just tell us. Frank the Tank. That's not it. Shouts to Devang, Kyle Crabe, Josiah, too. I know you haven't met these people. These are all the people that I, that help you behind the scenes. Well, oh, that's great. You know, you just... It's just really rude every time you come into the office. That's, that's you true. only talk to Kipper. I don't talk to Kipper. That you much, talk to, to Kipper every day. Yeah, we say hi. How are You're you like, doing? why are the Leafs on a four-game losing streak? Jared Manitad, Chris Tarosa, Dan Toman, Greg Sansoni, Pat Flash, and everyone else supporting us behind the scenes. I told the Leafs won their last game. Yes, they beat yeah. the Philadelphia Flyers. Wow. I asked Sam McKee if I should bet on the Flyers. But I'm not betting. New, it's a whole new game. Literally it's a whole new game. You. I'm not I've never, betting. I've never heard you getting betting on uh, hockey before. So, yeah, I was looking at cricket today. I was going to message Vivek Jacob. Oh, that's, that's, that's another whole new game right there. That's a whole new game. Shouts to our guests Eric Curry, Christian Coloco for sitting down with Will, Paul Jones, Oren Weisfeld, and Amy Audibert. It's pretty solid. It's uh, good starting five right there. Yeah. And you know, we had a chance to check out a couple restaurants in the city recently. Yes, we did. Curryish Tavern yep, on very, Queen, very good. Queen West. Indian very, very Fusion. Is that proper description? I mean, I think it's like menu? very Indian food. But yeah. I think, uh, so the chef, um, you know, went to Switzerland, I think. Or okay. France. And really honed his culinary skills, but kind yeah. of returned and sort of put his own spin on things. But I thought it was very, very Guess, guess the two thumbs up from both of us. No, absolutely. Yeah. Genuinely delicious. And Simple Things in, in Parkdale. Simple Things is amazing. Great drinks, great food. Love Simple Things. Good place for people to just go hang out if they want or, you know, go on a date for dinner. That's right. So um, it's Italian for lunchtime. Yes. And everything is made in-house. The um, he, he bakes everything. He makes all the noodles himself, hand-pulled noodles. Yep. Oh, I love uh, European hand-pulled noodles. Mm. It's different. It's different, man. Uh, that's yeah, it's a little different. But anyway, um, Italian during the day. Italian during the day, and then Taiwanese during the night. Okay. Yeah. Joe Cash during the day. Will Lou in the evening. Well, that's Joe Cash during the day and Joe Cash in the <laughs> evening. Actually, <laughs> salute the Cash. But yeah, simple things is great, man. In Parkdale, 
Um, it's where the drinks as well. It's too? where the Super Point Pizza used to be, I believe. Only Arun's gonna know that reference. Oh, okay. Yeah, but shout out to Arun. Shouts to the Arun. Yeah, he was there at the in the 600 level for the uh, the Leafs game. Oh, where John okay. Tavares scored a hat trick. Come on, man! You'd... A hattie for Johnny. I wonder if Arun threw his hat onto the ice. No, I'm kidding. No. I would never throw a hat. Imagine if I was wearing my speed hat at a Leafs game. Oh, by the way, Leafs be... media is very different than Raptors media, be... man. Listen, for all the time hat. we ever complain about Raptor media, Leafs media is totally different. You got to wear a, like a, a jacket to go up there, a sport jacket. I never complain about Raptors You can't media. say a single word. All you can do is like quietly type on your keys. Otherwise, uh, somebody who, I don't even know any <laughs> Leafs, Myrtle will throw you off the 600 level. Like, I don't know, man. It's very different, the standards. Meanwhile, the Raptor games, I, I literally see people up there uh, wearing jerseys. <laughs> no comment. And it's not me. It's not me. No comment. Shout out to Elaine Kwan. Shout out okay. to Elaine. Dame Dash. Shout out to my 7 p.m. at Lilia group chat with okay. my man Young from GQ, a.k.a. Him Donaghy. And his partner, Sumer, happy birthday. Hope I pronounced your name right. Saw so you guys went to Bonnie's. Shout out to Ennis Esmer for that Lilia plug. Uh-huh. If you know Did I you pronounce know. his name right? And oh, man. Also, we got to shout out uh, U of T professor, political science professor, Joseph Wong. Yeah. He's putting out a new basketball series that will be available really on, on really YouTube well and other platforms called Joe's Basketball Diaries. Really just getting people locally to talk about just the impact of basketball, the impact of the Raptors yep. in local spaces and what it means to different ethnicities and cultures. And I had a chance to, to be on one of the episodes, mm-hmm. Vivek Jacob as well, many others. I got the invite and unfortunately I was just away for a lot Once of again, the summer. So I just no, well, it it's work. that but, and it's uh, also like, it really cool, man. if I don't manage your life, like you don't go to things. But that's why you're my producer, bro. Yeah. That's why you get uh, 0% of all my earnings. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I got you. I got you a birthday. I got you a birthday gift. Uh, one month late. It's coming. Oh, in the it's mail. coming. You're gonna love it, man. We're, uh, oh, we'll un- we'll unbox it on the show. Yeah. How about that? Can you get me a Tamagotchi for Christmas? Still don't know what that is, man. Okay, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just send you the eBay link. Oh, okay. Yeah. And in the section for Will shoutouts, nobody. So you're just no one. No one today. Okay. Man, do this thing. My, my <laughs> what? <laughs> this is this is my own work. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what? No, shout out to nobody, man. Shout out to you, Alex. That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It's like. That's right. Raptor show versus. No, I've been listening to. You know what? Honestly, on the way, uh, when I was scooting to work today, I, I, yeah. I put in the new uh, Drake and Twenty One album, so I'm feeling extra problematic. So no shout outs to anybody. Yeah, I will no be, friends of industry kind of. I thing, won't be know? getting into that album until unless Faisal references every song title. Hey, he's on, probably on doing that. He's, is he working tonight? He probably will do it. I man. was bumping some Vanessa uh, Hamilton. Yeah, on the way here. Maroon Five. No, you're not vibing with that. Okay. No. I haven't really listened to Maroon 5 since uh, Songs About Jane, which I really did like that album. Yeah, banger. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just not the type. You know, I see people like live tweeting the albums at like midnight. I'm like, first of all, who asked for this? You yeah, know? I think people are begging for uh, Twitter questions. <laughs> Alex, please. And, and hit with a, a will Twitter question, please. <laughs> we can get to two Alex questions back to back. Oh, man. All right. Basketball. You're so disappointed every time you got to talk ball. If the Raptors finish top three in the East, I assume is the question. Which players slash members of the organization do you think will win season awards slash accolades? Um, I mean, first off, wow, we really opened the propaganda door like so early now. Yeah, we can always close it though. No, no, no. It's it's uh, the Pandora's box has been open. I think. Um. Let's see. Uh, I don't know if OG will get the defensive player that you're kind of buzz. 
I think it just takes a while for teams for people to catch up to that. I think the good thing is that okay, who's uh, he, who do you think he's competing against this season? The usual suspects, the usual, Rudy Gobert, so Rudy Gobert, who's in a tough situation. In Warriors Memphis. aren't playing that well right now, so no Draymond. Draymond, right yeah, well, you know the Warriors can turn it around. Obviously, he's just, he's very very good at defense. Sure. Um, you know, we've seen now that Marcus Smart has won it. I think that's the first time a non-center has won since like Kawhi. So I think that like, you know, that's probably good. We'll see more appreciation, but I feel like the people who will get that sort of immediate recognition are guys like Drew Holiday. Like if the Bucks are number one in the league in defense, which they very well could be, mm. they'd probably just give it to Drew. Well, Raptors, again, they might very, give it to Jared Allen. Yeah, it's very early. I mean, Raptors know? are top five on both ends of the floor right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, Her, that's true. Kirk Goldsberry's efficiency landscape. Mm. So it's, it's, it's really good. That you've won the last two games by 60 <laughs> points, man. You should be top five in everything, man. Yo, there should be a point differential banner as well. We should be going for that. No, I think... Okay, so oh, I don't know about you in defensive Well, player. I think... Okay, speaking Pascal of... Pascal be... I think there's a real chance Pascal makes, like, first or second team All-NBA this year. Pretty, yeah. If, if I think can. second team is already very, like... Should be the floor which he'd be, he'd be getting yes. if he continued this way. He'll be an All-Star. He'll be that. And I think he'll be top 10 in MVP voting. If they finish top three. Defensive player of the year, the Raptors would need to finish like number one in the league in defense. Because yeah, and, and if, I still wouldn't think that OG would get it to be uh, the Raptors. Uh, I think if you win 55 games and the Raptors are number one in defense and everybody's talking about what they're doing on that end, it'll be OG. But have you heard anyone talking about that though? Because like, you know, like, because that's how these award no, all buzzes ultimately happen, right? You Brooklyn Nets see, have like, been in the news every day. Vince Carter and ESPN says, oh, Pascal's playing on a top five level. So, I'm hmm. waiting for Brendan Haywood to say that. Well, yeah. I, I, I haven't even heard anyone on NBA TV say that OG's <laughs> been a great defender. So, you know, these things got to take time to build. It'll so, take time. Yeah. All It'll right, let's, time. Get, let's go with that Alex question. I like Alex. Yeah, friend of the program, Holly McKenzie, wanted to know, has Alex ordered his worm costume for next Halloween yet? So Yo, this is the Heidi what, Klum. What, what is up with you I've been sending worm you, costume? I've been man. sending you behind-the-scenes videos of how Heidi Klum put together this worm costume. I, I don't yeah. want to know. Yeah, no, but the, the fact... The fact that you're so bothered by it, like you're gonna get this content all season. It it looks like um it looks like you know the traditional line dancing, but with one person <laughs> in a worm. Yeah, I'm gonna. It looks awful. Can I dress up as a worm to your to your eventual wedding? Um, I mean, no. <laughs> how do you think your parents <laughs> no. will react? No, nah, man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a elope. Yo, let me. <laughs> hey, I'm not telling you where. I'm not telling you where. <laughs> nah, you gotta produce my wedding. You know that. Man. Yo, let me drop a speech at least, bro. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. Come man. on. You don't have, have to commit speech. to this stuff on air, man. No, that's okay, man. Wedding stuff, all that stuff changes, you know? Wow, okay. All yeah, right. You never know. Why are you taking the pressure <laughs> off of me all of a sudden? This is OG related as well. Nah, you're my guy, man. Odds right. of odds of getting OG on the show to kickstart his defensive player of the year campaign. That's pretty high. Um, not not because we have a strong relationship with OG, particularly. I think it's just that uh Raps PR has been really helpful with us this year hey, and we'll last put, year as well. We'll so. put in a request for OG next time. Okay. When we put in I will requests. start preparing questions now. <laughs> Might have to do one of these Twitter mailbags for OG, you know, because I get like no. 150 questions when I, when I tweet it out. That's probably how many questions I'm going to need for a five-minute segment with OG. No, no. Just Google those websites that have like icebreaker questions. <laughs> Top 100 icebreaker oh, questions. Oh, brother. That's gonna be the episode be description. Like, hey, OG. Oh, uh, brother. Who would win it? Would you? Would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or one hundred duck-sized horses? Yo, you're gonna be OD and an OP oh, man with God, the, man. with your five hundred. Nah, gonna walk out on me, man. He's like, first you post a compilation of me dribbling the ball on my foot eighty times, and now you ask me some dumb questions. 
Yeah. No, so here's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. If you do land the interview with OG, we will actually do a prep show on air. Okay. Yeah. The day before. I like it. I like, like it. you, yeah. I will be OG mm. and you will ask me questions for one hour. Can you come dress like OG? Yeah, that won't be that hard. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's wardrobe in the closet for that. Wow. All right. This guy <laughs> says I got that OG bag. All right. All right. That won't, that won't be that You know hard. what? Honestly, those flower pants, I feel like OG probably would have rocked those from yeah. yesterday. All right. Another, another, another Alex question. Another one? Yeah, yeah. Come on. Back to back, man. I, I just did two. Um, Is that the... Oh, those are the two? If Alex lost right. his speed hat and was only able to replace it with another movie hat, what movie would it be? Face Off, 1997 Face film. Face Off. With Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. Hmm. Directed by John Woo, by the way. Hmm. There actually is a Face Off hat on eBay on my watch list. All right. Maybe well, you can buy that for me for my birthday. For Christmas. It's only 150 bucks. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, brother. This is why we can't. This is why we can't get you to commit to stuff on for here. a hat, bro. Yeah. You have like. 800 hats already. It's not about what kind of... I got of, more hats than bubbles in season one of The Wire, man. It's not, it's not about the price. It's about the value that you put on it. That's, that's the stuff that rich people say, man. That's wild. That's a, that's a rich person phrase right there. How do you feel about Thaddeus Young being out of the rotation? Oh, okay. Uh, we're we're, we're, we're back. back to well questions. Yeah. Um, It's weird. It's weird. I genuinely had um, just the idea in my mind that Thad would play pretty consistently for this team. I think he probably had the same idea. I mean, obviously, he's going to be a good vet about it, but I think for him, it's probably got to feel really weird. He sat out for the Spurs last year, uh, but that made sense. The Spurs were tanking, and they were trying to develop their guys, and he was not necess- He didn't want to go there. He was traded there as part of the sign-and-trade, I believe, with DeMar. Um, and then when he came to Toronto, he played immediately. So it was like, for him, he's probably like, oh, that was a one-off. And now he's back in that same situation. Um, I think Thad can play. I think Thad has a role to play. Um, to be honest, Christian Coloco coming in and being this good right away has sort of thrown everybody down one spot in the, the rotation. I even think that he's eating, even eating into like a precious Satruas kind of minutes, you know? So and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. When you, when you have talent that you can bring in, that's ultimately what's going to be the determinant at the end of the day. Like obviously the Raptors have enjoyed playing big so far, but I think there's something for that to do. I think in terms of, I've already mentioned this a few times, but zone breaking, I think he can, you know, really impact the game with his passing, his occasional three-point shooting. I think he's just a good steadying force for the second unit. However, the one thing I will say for Nick is that the second unit has not been unsteady in terms of the guys that are leading them, whether it's Scotty, whether it's Pascal, whether it's Fred, those three guys leading the second unit, they've been pretty strong. So I get it. There's a lot of redundant skill sets on the team, and so it's not too surprising that one guy who sort of fills in all the gaps wouldn't play when there aren't that many gaps at the moment to fill. But I'm sure there'll be times this season when we will need him. Like, even tonight, we might see that. You never know. Yeah, it's a long season. It's a whole new game. What? Oh, okay, <laughs> it's, it's, sorry. It's a, Every time you say it's, I just want to say a whole new game. No, it's a long season. Yeah. Uh, Amy Otterberg just texted me to tell me that uh, Face Off is a is a gem of a movie. So oh. Amy Otterberg is listening oh, uh, while it's Amy. 33 degrees Celsius. Oh, you know, in Amy's Miami. in a convertible right now. Amy's not busy enough. You know what I mean? We need to get her another gig. This yeah, is what we need. She's in a convertible on her way to play dominoes. <laughs> um, that's what they do in Miami, man. Okay. Yeah. What? Did you watch Scarface or something? Probably. <laughs> What's your depiction of Miami? Uh, Godfather 2. <laughs> no, nah, but I think Thaddeus Young, like you uh-huh. mentioned, it's it's a long season and there will be a role for him. 
And I did see some people ask, like, you know, when the Raptors emptied the bench the other night yeah. against the Spurs, like, oh, like, how come Thaddeus Young didn't play? Like, I don't think he put... He did play, by the way. Did he come like, in? Yes, he did. He came in for a couple of flip layups. Oh, man. Okay, he didn't play mind. in the uh, fourth quarter against Atlanta when they emptied the yes, bench. Yes, that's the one, right? Yes. Because I was like... Because you were watching carefully. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Raptors show. No, but it's like, uh, I don't think you, you want to put a veteran player that you've had, like, DMP... Yeah. In those situations, too. Right? Like, what's even the point, right? Yeah. Like, he's ready. He doesn't need those minutes. But I mean, this is like, it's like a mini controversy. I, I just think that, like, yeah, there are certain games where, like, I didn't understand why I didn't play against Philly or that first game. Well, I'm, the second game against I'm uh, with you, Miami. though. I think you pointed out all the reasons, but the main reason is Christian Coloco. Yeah, Coloco's been great. Like, like you, once you put Coloco into the rotation, like, somebody's got to come out. There's, that's, but this is a good problem. Like, last year, the Raptors had so little additions coming off the bench. Um, but this year, you know, it's very, very different. All right, let's sneak in one last sort of question before we, we get to uh, our last segment. Sure. Uh, Glenn Grunwald years ago revealed he had a deal in hand. It was Vince Carter and Antonio Davis for Steve Nash and Dirk Nowitzki. God damn. Without hindsight, would you have pulled off that trade? Yes. Without hindsight? It depends on which year, right? You weren't sure. going to do it in 2000 or 2001. I mean, there was a point when Dirk was seen as a bust early on. Yeah. Before he became a Hall of Famer. And Steve Nash was kind of just like... Steve Nash was good, but not great. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Until he got to your seven seconds or less sons. Oh, man. And Vince Carter was, you know, literally not just the face of the franchise, but one of the faces of the league. That's that's such an amazing what if. And Antonio Davis was an all-star one year. That's right. Yeah. What happened there? What happened? How come there were so many all-stars back in the day where they averaged 10 and 10 and they made the all-star game? Because <laughs> the talent is way better now. Like, didn't, didn't Jamal, no, no, all, due, all due respect to the big cat, you know, Jamal McGlure, you know, best workout trainer in the league, played in the league a long time, Easter Commerce legend. How did he make the all-star game with 10 and 10? Is that, is that, was this like, was that the standard back then for centers to put 10 and 10 up? Listen, here's what you should do, man, before a game. Yeah. Before the game on Sunday. Oh, ask Jamal? No, Welcome hell no. to Jamal Mc- uh, no. McGill. I'm not asking him this. Never mind. Let's move to our last See thing. you on uh, TMZ. No, I'm just kidding, man. Uh, and now deserved. it's time for Between the Lines, brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Mm-hmm. The Toronto Raptors are taking on the Dallas Mavericks on the road tonight. And the line for tonight's game at Bet Rivers is Raptors plus three and a half. Will, who do you like tonight and why? Okay, so... Doing some research for this, um, the Raptors were 0-2 against the Mavs last year. One of the games the Raptors didn't have Pascal in this, this like their second or third game of the season. They struggled, and they lost that game. It's not too much of a surprise, to be honest. The second game was uh, a little bit more telling for me in terms of the way that the Raptors played Luka and also the way that uh, the Raptors lost against Luka. So that game, Luka had uh, 41 points. Um, which, you know, it's not even that notable considering he's averaging 36 this year. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in that game, the style that the, the Mavericks went to, it should be no surprise to anyone who's sort of seen a lot of uh, Mavericks games, especially with Luka, is that he repeatedly slowed the game down, um, limited the Raptors' opportunities to turn the ball over against them, right? Because, um, you know, it's just Luka attacking, and then he was looking for switches, largely attacking uh, Fred. And he was able to score... A lot because the Raptors would have to then send a double team either to him or honestly, it's just very few people can guard him one-on-one and Fred is not one of those guys, right? That's not to say the whole game was on Fred. I think this can be a similar deal tonight where Luka will probably look to isolate and attack the Raptors' weakest defenders. So if Fred's playing, um, he will try to attack that mismatch. If he uh, sees Christian Coloco out there, he will attack him. 
And if it's not those guys, then I'm sure he'll find another way. But those are the, probably the two most obvious candidates for this type of coverage. Probably Gary Trent Jr. as well, to be honest, right? So very difficult to, to attack Luka. Um, but I think what the Raptors need to do and what Nick needs to do is decide, like, what is the coverage? Are they going to be hard trapping Luka the way they did against James Harden where, okay, Harden's not going to score at all, right? That game the Raptors lost against the Sixers that I've talked about 86 times since it happened, um, that game... James had like 11 points and they're all like broken plays kind of points, right? So good for him that he's still able to produce, but that's obviously much lower than the season average. What the Raptors did essentially in that game was say, we'll play four and three the rest of the way. Are you willing to play four and three the rest of the way against Dallas? Now, the one thing is I will have to say, they actually looked okay doing it in that previous game that they played against Dallas, the one that they lost. That was the one where it came down to last possession and then Scotty, for some reason, decided not to contest Luka Doncic for three. Scotty's defense has been a lot stronger this year. And honestly, Scotty hasn't had any sort of like rookie trying to make a highlight moments. So I actually feel more comfortable with him in that coverage tonight. But um, I think the other thing, too, is just the time the Raptors lost against the Mavericks last year playing Luka was just they were on the, in the midst of a really long road trip and they were only playing seven guys in the rotation at the time. So I think they should probably return back to that strategy of blitzing Luka quite a bit. Obviously, you got to prepare three or four looks, but that should be one of the major ones. And, you know, I actually like the Raptors' chances of pulling this one out um, because, to me, it's not like the Mavericks are playing great basketball. Okay, so you're going with Raptors plus three and a half tonight. Yes, I William think I Lou. picked the Raptors every single day on right. the segment, but I, you know, I, I like the Raptors every game. What can you say? Yeah, I think for anybody, you know, on, on Bet Rivers, there's also a seven-point teaser option. If, if you do, you know, do a parlay mm. where you can adjust the point spread by seven points either way. So if you like the Raptors at three and a half, yeah. you can bring them all the way up to ten and a half. Okay. And I, just have that cushion. All right. I found a lot of success early in the season yeah. doing no, you, that with the Raptors. Have. No, you've been telling me every single day you come in that you're making money. The Raptors are a, well, I make money here. Um, I, oh, okay. The Raptors are a try are a try hard team. And I don't find themselves on the other end of a blowout very often. They mm. almost did in Miami. But thank you, Caleb Martin, for for waking the boys up. <laughs> thank you, Caleb Martin. Oh man, yeah. That's so a whole new game so for you. Raptors plus three and a half, and I think for anybody looking at this game tonight, as mentioned, Fred VanVleet is questionable yep. with lower back stiffness, and Kem Birch is also questionable with right knee soreness. That was between the lines. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Okay, well that does it for us today. I'm your host, Willow. You've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find The Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. Please rate and review our show. Reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360 Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Thanks again to producer and co-host Alex Wan, to our board producer Derek Brendale, and Jennifer Rowland for helping us with the YouTube stream. And we'll talk to you next week. Peace.